Hello, and welcome to the Southern Surf Stompcast, where we feature the best surf, instro, and beyond that the South has to offer. I'm your host, Chad Shivers. On today's episode, we'll hear my interview with Russell Mofsky of Gold Dust Lounge, and feature all the groups that will be performing at the first Southern Surf Stompfest in Atlanta, Georgia on September 19th and surrounding area shows. As always, let's start off with some new music. First up, the Atomic Mosquitoes with Kenyan Air.
That was The Frightened City with Hair vs. Headmaster from their self-titled release that came out back in June. And they're just one of the many fantastic groups coming out of the Texas instrumental music scene right now. Before that was Agent Octopus with Chaparral. And we started off with Atomic Mosquitoes Candy Nero from their excellent new release, Bug Music for Bug People. And thanks so much to Paul for sending that one in. Up next, we'll hear a few bands that will be performing at the Mini Surf Fest 2 at the Syndicate Lounge in Birmingham, Alabama on Friday, September 18th, an event hosted by my dear friend Noah Holt of the KBK. Starting off this set will be the original Shake Charmer with Shake Charmer Rock. But first, I'd like to personally thank our partner Bob Walk of the Surf King Surfwear for his continued support of the national surf scene. We would not be able to do the Southern Surf Stomp Fest, let alone our monthly show, without him. So let's hear a short message from him now. Hey, this is Bob with the Surf King Surfwear, coming to you from the Southern Surf Stomp Podcast. Check out our shirts and other items online at thesurfkingstore.com.
last night you heard one of my favorites, Kill Baby Kill, now the KBK, with Meltdown in Sector 9. Before that, Roboros Boys, who will also be performing at Stompfest, with the Corsage, and the original Shake Charmer, Shake Charmer Rock. Next, we'll be moving on to Friday's show in Atlanta, Sunburner Records. We're going to start the set with Vacation's Nightmare Beach. But first, let's hear from another invaluable partner to the stomp, Bill Razor, from The Longboard Show. For 50 years of surf music and instrumental rock, check out The Longboard Show on the radio, Tuesday nights at 9 on WREK Atlanta 91.1 FM, or via webcast, WREK.org slash longboards.
That last track was Moonbase with New Wounds. Preceding that, Kinky Kinky Panic Slaughterhouse 69 and Vacation's Nightmare Beach. Up next, my interview with Russell Mofsky from Gold Dust Lounge. Well, hey, Russell, welcome to the Southern Surf Stompcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Nice to be here. So, what exactly is Gold Dust Lounge? Gold Dust Lounge is. Um a personal reference to a teacher, mentor, friend of mine who was really important in my musical development. It, it was a place, it was a venue that he used to play. It's an old, old venue from like the 1950s, 60s era Miami uh, nightlife scene. And I, I just usurped it as uh, to call the band Gold Dust Lounge. And uh, that was it. It seems to be kind of like a revolving cast of characters, and mainly your outlet is—is is that correct? Or yeah, that, that's definitely true. You know, um, over the years there've been a, a bunch of different lineups. Uh, it's definitely been a project that is my vision, and uh, the material and the the influences are really personal to me. And over the years, I find different people to play with and. The longest any one lineup has lasted is maybe about like three years. One of the trade-offs is that like when I'm playing with a rotating group of guys, it doesn't always feel like a band. But the two guys that I'm playing with now, I, I've known them since you know I was 17 or so. And uh, they're both veterans of the Miami music scene. Uh, my buddy Rob Elba played in Holy Terrors. And Fausto played in Jarmanal and and a really famous Florida band called Load, and they both have a band called Shark Valley Sisters now. So I I, I kind of dubbed this version of Goldust Lounge Goldust Sisters, <laughs> and then it's uh it's like a kind of a punk more punk edgier louder harder hitting version of the band. Could you tell us a little bit about your musical background? I kind of grew up playing air guitar in the back seat of my mom's Impala in the 70s with FM radio and uh, the Pretenders, Tom Petty, Cheap Trick. Got into, you know, fast forward a few years, I, I got a guitar when I was 11. Got really into rock and metal and got into skateboarding, discovered punk rock and thrash and all kinds of heavy music. And then got into jazz. And you know, spent a good amount of time. Um, like I started playing jazz when I was seventeen, and um, for a long time that was that was like a, a journey I was on. And then eventually, kind of everything came back around to like all the influences that I had growing up, and uh, you know, really loved bands like The Descendants and Doughboys, all of Southern California skate punk and punk rock, discord scene out of D.C., Fugazi, huge influence, the replacements. But also, like, you know, Miles Davis, particularly his electric period, and a lot of classic jazz. I mean, there's classical music, all kinds of stuff. I mean, more so with Goldust Lounge, like, is all, all this music's coming through that, like, like TV soundtracks that I, of, like, shows I used to watch like, with my grandfather as a kid, you know, the monster movies, uh, World War II, 
movies uh, and science fiction and all the I Dream of Genie, Gilligan's Island, like just all, all those sitcoms from the late 60s that were on TV when I was a kid, I, I think are also filtering through. Working with members of uh, Femi Kuti's band, I wanted to see how that came about. So th- that came about from, well, one of, the, one of the bass players on the record is James Quinlan, mm-hmm. and his parents, uh, they own and operate uh, an organization called the Rhythm Foundation here in Miami. They're, they're world music presenters that bring, you know, would, they would bring Paco de Lucia, Femi Kuti, Fela Kuti back when he was around. And they used to be punk rock promoters, so back in the day, they used to do shows at the Cameo Theater, and they would bring, you know, the Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, Bad Brains, Slayer, Megadeth, Beastie Boys, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Fishbone, Murphy's Law, you know, like, Fugazi. They would bring, they were the promoters who were bringing all those bands down, and then I guess when they got a little bit older, they kind of shifted more into into promoting world music shows. And so, you know, they're... One day I was looking for a sub to play. I need a bass player to sub on a gig. And um, I got recommended James Quinlan. And we were doing a show in Wynwood. You know, there wasn't going to be a rehearsal. We were just going to show up and play. And, you know, when he called to ask for directions to the gig, he said, hey, do you remember Jim and Laura Quinlan? And right away I thought, oh, my God, you're their son. <laughs> and it was a, one of those moments where I was I was probably like, you know, 40 and he was like 22 or something. Mm-hmm. So fe- so we were recording, you know, in the midst of recording Lost Sunset when Femi Kuti's band was playing. And James actually, he wrote the bass line for Humble Hill. We were up in, in, out in near Ithaca, New York. It was our first time going up there to play at the Corning Museum of Glass at the festival they were having. And we were staying at a and a friend of his at a at a at a farm having like a band retreat for a week, and and he he showed up and he's like, hey, check this out, I got this cool bass line, and it had this Afrobeat bass line, and um, it took us you know like a, a day or so of of kind of jamming on it and learning how to learning how the beat how to play in, in that time feel, and that became Humble Hill. The farm was called Humble Hill. And that's that's how that tune came to be. So when Femi was in town, my friend and producer Aaron, you know, he and I were like, we gotta we gotta get these guys. And the Rhythm Foundation was putting on the show, so you know, I contacted them and I, I explained like, can we come to the sound check? You know, we want to pitch an idea to them, and uh, that's what that's what we did. We went to the sound check. They played the tr- they ended up playing the track on through the house system. And it sounded just great, and uh, we had a little negotiation between their tour manager and the band. And so the drummer and the percussionist, the next day, came into the studio, and it was a really amazing experience. Like, uh, you know, where you you don't speak a common language together, but music is the common language. Sure. And. Uh, and so by the end of it, it was it was re- like the car ride to the studio was just silent. And I'm driving like my small Toyota Echo with like like these six Nigerian dudes in it, and um, no one's talking. And like occasionally they would talk in, in, um, in their language. And then we we got to the studio and we went in. And by the end of the day, you know, they were like, 
you know, I'm making them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and they're like, peanut butter and jelly, this is American, New York Yankees, peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> and, um, and it was, it was, it was just really wonderful. And then, you know, contrasting that with the car ride back to the hotel for them to get to the airport, you know, it was like uh, we were all had bonded through that experience. And so Humble Hill, that track is really special for that reason, especially. So how has the reception been on Lost Sunset? Uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. And even by overwhelmingly, I, I don't mean like, I, I don't even, I can't even contrast that with anybody, like anything negative, because the reviews of it have all been positive. Everybody like digs it. Kids like it. Teenagers mm-hmm. like it. I've had kids tell me, you know, oh yeah, you should, this should be like in Grand Theft Auto, you know, mm-hmm. this music. Uh, my grandmother likes it. I mean, not just because she's my grandmother. I mean, she's got right. good taste. But uh, a lot of a lot of different groups of people hear different things in it based on their own experience. People who grew up in the '60s and heard surf rock hear that. Um, some people hear video games. Some other people hear Pulp Fiction. But it, it's been great. How would you compare the live experience of Gold Dust Lounge to say listening to the record? Well, that dif- that's different. Like. With each incarnation of the group, it's really different. Hmm. The group that's playing now is going to sound less like less like the album. It's not. It's like less refined, but has more raw energy to it. Mm-hmm. The guys I'm playing with right now, like it, it feels like a band, you know, which is probably the first time Goldust Lounge just felt like a band. But they're like punk rock guys, so you know they're all energy and volume, and not as much of the finesse and maybe like dy- dynamics these are also the first two guys that I've played with that aren't jazz musicians like everybody that I played with with the exception of like the first drummer but he was sort of an, an interesting case just in himself I like playing with jazz musicians just because we have a a common reference from from that music it makes rehearsing really easy because like I we almost I almost never have time to rehearse so I can just make a chart for a song then, like a lot of times on the gigs, what we would do is I would play the song through one time by myself, and that would be like an introduction, just solo guitar, like, you know, might be in time or not in time. That way they could hear it, they could see it on the chart, they know what the form's going to be, mm-hmm. and then we count it off and we go. Until right now, this with this version, has been like a group that really doesn't rehearse very much, and like we would rehearse for gigs, but like th- would would really thrive on having a, re- a a regular gig like a weekly gig or several weekly gigs where we're playing so much we don't really need to rehearse and then you know we're just playing the songs reinterpreting them playing them in different tempos or in different keys just to keep it keep it interesting and fresh with each lineup of the band that changes and honestly i i get i also do get bored with especially with my own music quickly like if every about every three years if the guys in my group aren't like ready to move on just because they're tired of it mm-hmm. you know i'm tired of it and that's not to say that like i won't play with with those guys with with some of those players again it's not always the priority you know like some of them play in like a bunch of other bands and so my my group is they enjoy it and i've been fortunate that that playing down here and, and the gigs that we've gotten have, have we, we get paid pretty well for for what we do 
so that that, that keeps them on board too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but with the, with each with each lineup change, there's always a, a change in the approach or in, in the repertoire. You know, like some guys like like will say like, oh, I don't really like this song. I don't want to do that one. And and I'm mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. You know, like like I'll, I'm just keep gonna keep writing songs and you know, or it's like. You know, well, I want to do this one. Let's find a way to do it. That you know, let's rearrange it so that it's something that we that we can do. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be like a, a soon, not in time for this surf stomp, unfortunately. But I, I have designs on like a more expansive version of the group that would draw on what I would like to hear is like more more electronic uh, influences and also kind of more world world music influences. I'm not interested in like just sounding like uh like stuff that's already happened mm-hmm. but rather like kind of take the sound of of surf guitar I suppose and bring that into new settings that that are maybe unexpected. Mm-hmm. What else can we expect from you at the Stomp Fest? You know, I think that that with this incarnation of Goldust Lounge you guys are going to get a high energy rocking no bull show you know like the, the guys that i'm playing with are like died in the wool punkers and i joke around with rob the, who's playing bass some of the the earlier roots of gold dust were way more jammy mm-hmm. and this version is le- is less so but no less good in fact most of the people who've heard many people who've heard the band say it's their favorite lineup of of the group so we did a show just with some other local bands a couple months ago and I mean like I, I heard that from everybody in the crowd and everybody in the crowd were people that like come to see us over the years and they're like keep this lineup this lineup is great <laughs> so I think you're gonna get like a great rockin show and uh, I'm really looking forward to it I mean it's gonna be really our first time playing in Atlanta I've been trying to get up there for a while I've got some friends there that I hope will show up and um, Thank you, you know, for for biding your time and making the offer for us to come up. We're really looking forward to having you up here, Russell, and uh, thank you so much for your time. Chad, you're a scholar and a gentleman. Ah. Thank you for, uh, you know, for, uh, man, 17, 17 months. That's, uh, that's a big accomplishment. I'm, I'm proud of it, and uh, thank yeah, you. It, it means be. a lot. Yeah, you got it. Cool. Well, thanks. So, thanks, Russell. You're welcome. Uh, um, have a great week, and I'll see you in a month. All right. Bye. Bye.
That was of course Gold Dust Lounge with Bunny Yeager, the opening track off their must-have album Lost Sunset. And thanks so much to Russell for speaking with me. We'll hear another from them later on, but for now, let's explore some other artists that will be at the Southern Surfer Stompfest. First to hit the stage will be El Capitan and the band with no name. And here they are with the title track off their debut album, Death of a Tiki.
Then we heard the Beachbenders Balky's Revenge, Carolina and the Ramblers Wasn't Right Here for the Heartache, and El Capitan and the Bamboo No Name's Death of a Tiki. I should also mention that Caroline has played a pivotal role in the planning of this event. Before we move on with our next set, I'd like to take the opportunity to talk about some of our other sponsors helping to make this event possible. Soundspace is a private music lesson studio and guitar repair shop located in Atlanta's West Midtown neighborhood at the Goat Farm Arts Center. Their goal is to create an environment where people can explore, create, and develop their musical voice. Check them out at soundspaceatl.com, and of course give them a like on Facebook. My Parents' Basement is a neighborhood eatery started by three friends who love beer, thoughtful food, and comic books, and have a heroic desire to give Avondale Estates an original, delicious beer bar and epic comic book store. You can find them at myparentsbasement.squarespace.com, 
as well as facebook.com slash myparentsbasement. Now back to the music with High Watermark from The Surge.
the Mystery Men with The Age of Envy. Before that, another from Gold Dust Lounge with the beautiful and haunting Shark Valley. And we begin with the surge tune High Watermark. Up next, our headliners, the Aqualads with Whirling Dervish, as well as a couple bands that will be at the after party on Saturday night at Kavarna, along with our regular DJs, the French Factory, from which we'll hear a word now. Dig this! The French Factory. Why don't you listen to this recording with interest? Tokyo, 4 a.m. in Russia, 1 a.m. in London, 12 p.m. in Sydney, 7 p.m. in Mexico City, 5 p.m. Vancouver, Canada, and 8 o'clock Jersey City. And now, folks, it's definitely suck it to me time. Fun vibrations. Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. WFMU, it's Yvonne. WFMU.org.
There, that final track was Old Testament Astronaut by the Compartmentalizations, who will be releasing their debut CD, Sutures, at the show. Before that, Gemini 13 with Mumtosh, and Aqualads kicked it all off with Whirling Dervish. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Southern Surf Stompcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If so, please recommend it to a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can check us out online at southernsurfstomp.com, Facebook, or Twitter at South Surf Stomp. Feel free to contact us with any questions, comments, feedback, submissions, or requests at info at southernsurfstomp.com. Also be sure to tune in to surfrockradio.com, where you can hear us every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. Thanks again to Russell Mofsky from Gold Dust Lounge and our sponsors, the Surf Game Surfwear, The Longboard Show on WIEK.org, Soundspace, My Parents' Basement, Fringe Factory on WFMU.org, and of course the Penetrators for letting us use their Southern Surf Syndicate theme as our intro and outro music. We hope you join us again for the next Southern Surf Stompcast.